Hello, everyone. My name is Stephanie Ghostin Paul. I'm the host of the Take Nothing When I Die podcast. Take Nothing When I Die amplifies and celebrates the wisdom and genius of people who've managed multiple careers in one lifetime. You've made it to episode 10. So glad that you are here with us to witness some wisdom from Imani Maxberry. I can't wait to tell you all about them and their work. But first, y'all, you know we've been contending with Mercury in retrograde. I hope that your woes that come have come up during this time are over. I certainly was not ready for it. And I literally said, I said, every time I ask, is it Mercury in retrograde? It is Mercury in retrograde. Like, I knew something was up. Technology was messing up. My communications were all messed up and funky. Calendar wasn't working. Messages weren't sending. All the things were happening. And so by the time that this airs, I'm really hoping that uh, those things have died down. If not, please bear with the universe (laughs) as we get things back in alignment. I also want to let folks know how you can support. I mean, at the end, I always talk about finding me on social media and follow, like, and subscribe and all those great things. But when people ask me, like, Stephanie, tangibly, like, how can we support? How can I give some coins? How can I um, amplify this podcast? How can I help you with those things? And, y'all, it costs money and also lots of time, also lots of love, but also money (laughs) to maintain this podcast. So if you are feeling... Uh, like you want to drop some coins, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal are the ways to do that for me. You can find me on those. You also can become an Anchor supporter, specifically on anchor.fm slash T-N-W-I-D. You can go in and make a one-time donation or become a monthly supporter at any amount that you'd like. And that goes towards the cost of maintaining this podcast, producing it, marketing it, editing it, all the good things. You also can join on Patreon. Patreon is a platform where you can also subscribe monthly and there are different tiers where you can donate uh, per month and you get access to behind the scenes things. If you, especially if you like what you're hearing, you can actually see the video from the interviews that I've done for folks who've been able to get on Zoom. So if you are more of a visual person or you just want to see like, what, what, what was their face like when they said that thing? Go to Patreon subscribe and you will see the videos. Last but not least, um, I really want folks to try the voice message feature on Anchor. So again, you have to go to anchor.fm slash T-N-W-I-D and um, you can leave me a voice message. And at some point, I would love to get a collection of those. Shout out to Bayalica for that idea. Get a collection of those and play it on air. So whether you want to drop some love, just let me know that you're listening and you're enjoying the podcast, but you have something specific to ask, or you just want to let me know what you don't want to take to the grave, go to the voice message feature and drop me a line. As always, you know, you can write a review as well. Okay. Now to this episode's guest, which again, I am so excited. I say I'm so excited a lot. I am exuberantly jubilant to welcome uh, Imani Maxberry to the show. Uh, Imani is a former coaching client of mine. You'll hear them talk about some of the lessons that they learned from me during the interview. But you also might have heard their name before because Imani was central in helping me to formally launch Take Nothing When I Die in person. Imani was the brilliance behind the launch event that I had in Atlanta 
everything from creative, logistics, marketing, all of that while keeping sustainability in mind. So uh, you probably heard them on episode one, two, and maybe three of the uh, of season one of the podcast. And of course, if you saw the pictures online, which I think I'll post some throwbacks. I, I need to do that. I need to post some throwbacks. Uh, Imani is in a couple of the videos. Imani is in a couple of photos and also left a message about what they didn't want to take to the grave, which you'll hear more of in the interview. Uh, you've probably heard their name before. Something that I appreciate about Imani, and there's so many things, uh, there are some appreciations that I shared during the episode, so you'll hear me give them flowers as well <laughs> that way. But I, I just appreciate Imani's willingness to walk alongside people in the journeys that they're on that intersect with their own, right? Like whether it's about identity, whether it's about sustainability, whether it's about creative creativity, whether it's about like how we treat our planet. I just appreciate Imani's willingness to be with people while being in their own journey, but be with people. And they just have this passionate tenderness that makes you want to keep going to dig deeper and most of all honor the efforts and, and really not embarrass Imani because I don't want to be out here embarrassing Imani, making Imani look bad uh, on social media with the event or anything else. Thanks Imani for keeping us accountable. So let me get to Imani's bio. Born and raised in Southwest Atlanta, Imani found a love for the outdoors as a child. They are currently pursuing an MS in urban studies with a concentration in urban sustainability at Georgia State. They also hold a BS in Coastal Environmental Science from LSU, and they have four years of experience working in a nationally recognized biological analytical science laboratory under Dr. Victor H. Rivera Monroy. Since their return, Imani has implemented several environmental initiatives, community conversations, and orchestrated multiple community service events, including community cleanups and supply drives. And y'all, Imani has said that they are your community's scientists. Imani belongs to the streets, y'all. Please give a warm welcome to Imani as we usher them into the Take Nothing When I Die podcast. Officially, officially to start, I always ask people, where in the world are you and how are you doing the for real, for real version? So you give us like the non-autopilot, how are you doing, Imani? Oh, like how I'm doing that. Just like, oh, I'm doing fine. That's yeah, right. yeah, not not the BS, not not the BS okay. answer, the autopilot um, answer. And the first one was where in the world am I? Where in the world are you? And you can answer that in any way you want, okay. right? That, that can be an actual geographic location. Where are you in this moment in time? Um, there's also Prentice Hemp Hill has a really cool podcast called Finding Our Way. And mm -hmm. their first question is something like, where are we on like on the on the timeline of the world? And it, like it just like however you want to answer it. Deeper you can. Than that. Yeah, yes. I like that. Um, where well, in the world right now, it's crazy because in the world right now, I am where I have wanted to live since I graduated from college. As soon as I graduated from LSU, I was like, I'm going to live in Decatur. <laughs> like, I want to live in Decatur. I want these grocery stores. I, I want that access. I want the parks and all that stuff. So amazingly enough, I'm in a position that would make younger me very proud. Um, that's where I am right now. I'm in a nice 
three bedroom, two bedroom house with a, my garden in the backyard um, with my two cats and my partner and in, a, in my office, you know, that I was able to build with a lot of the resources I've been provided um, within the past year. So that's really nice. And because of that, I'm honestly doing amazing. I think regardless of life's ups and downs the things that just happen, you know, here and there, I think like foundation wise, I feel very solid um, these days. I feel very strong um, and confident and but also still working in ways to be strong, but soft and vulnerable at the same time, um, you know, to still let myself feel. Um, so, yeah, that's that's how I'm doing. Um, I'm doing I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling better. Best best that I, you know, in the best place that I have been ever honestly very cool and an official welcome to the take nothing when i die podcast we are so happy to have you on here uh, <laughs> yes and as it, as the the listeners listen they'll know we've been catching up for the first like 30 minutes of this yes, conversation and we were like we probably should get to the questions but it was important for us to be connected i think um this season i've been really intentional about letting people know how I know people and where I know them from. And so um, it's been a pleasure to get reconnected with you, Imani. And I'm glad to hear that you're doing the best that you can be doing. And I'm also glad that you're on the podcast. So thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, honestly. Thank you for being you and thank you for keeping on to do this work. I can't wait for there to be so many more versions of this and yourself out there so that I can just share you with everybody, you know, like in, in the best way possible. Because like, I wish... Any, everybody who I've ever met could have spoken to you and had sessions to you. But sometimes people don't have that time, the resources, X, Y, and Z. So I, I can't wait for you to continue and for your platform to expand because your work is incredibly needed and has been so vital in my life. And thank you for having me and thank you for being you. Thank you so much. Ooh, I, I need to pause to receive that. So I'm, I'm going to take it in, let it wash over me. Thank you, Imani. I'm still sending the energy right now. <laughs> I can hear and accept that I'm good people. Yeah. And part of like being good people is you meet other good people. And so you've been somebody who, along my journey, um, getting more acclimated to Atlanta, understanding more about environmental justice, it's understanding more about community in general, You've been somebody who's been super important on, on my journey. And I know you have like an official bio, which I asked you to send me. Um, but is there something that like we always have to send these official bios for conferences, for events, for all this stuff. Is there something you would rather people read instead of your bio? Or is there something you're looking forward to adding to your bio in years to come? Mm, I think so. Like for sure. It's just like, Anytime when I think of like years to come, the first thing like that comes to mind is Nobel Peace Prize winner or, you know, in yes. office in some form of position. Like I was like, I think I might do like a four-year or something and probably like then leave. <laughs> get out, get in and get out. <laughs> to the country. Like, I don't know. But as of now, like my short and sweet bio also would be I am a trans black community scientist completely embedded in achieving happier and healthier communities yes. all day every day <laughs> clear short sweet and clear <laughs> however however it needs to get done let me <laughs> yes yeah i love that and then nobel peace prize winner politician yes community organizer mm. okay so we got a lot of things i mean i'm i'm very sure that's going to happen thank you for claiming it and naming it here yes. on the podcast so i can look back and say 
on Take Nothing When I Die podcast season two, Imani claimed it and it <laughs> happened for them. It happened. It, you know, and it happened. You know, I wanna I wanna make sure also within that I stay as multi dimensional as possible. The more I'm learning about myself, even through my time with you, is that I work really well in project basis rather than just having like these structures of like what exactly, you know, um, I want to do. I'm very much so into just like learning more, expanding more and just kind of seeing where things take me in any, any way, shape or form that I can help. Um, you know, I've been getting embedded into the arts and policy, uh, making videos or con- consulting, you know, however um, I can, but also just to keep myself interested and have a good time with it. It's definitely just like, just don't want to ever be put in this box of scientists, yeah. you know, so just forever expanding. Yes. Yeah. And we spent a lot of time in season one talking to people who have multiple careers, multiple gifts that they were yeah. kind of um, taking multiple lanes in life for. And I'm, I'm hearing you talk about that. Like you have so many talents and it can be channeled in so many different ways. Yeah. And so it's really cool to hear you say, like, you're always exploring that. And even with that, like, I look at the body of work that you produce, like, whether it's arts, documentary, social media, community events, all these things that you're up to, you're really good at them. And yeah. yet all of us, even when we know we're good at something and we're no, we know we've been sent to give that gift to the world, there's always doubts, fears, questions, pauses, mm-hmm. like like being scared to actually take the leap. So talk to us a little bit about what has it been like to know that you have this knowledge, know you have these gifts, trying to get them out into the world, but also facing doubt, pressure, fear, all that stuff. Yeah, I think for me personally, it's not always easy. Um, and I think a lot of even what we talked about when we first started our sessions is like, my niche is still pretty new. Um, so in other, you know, uh, fields where people like may say like, I want to start a restaurant or into things like that. You can see a framework that pretty much or, or um, the bones of, you know, maybe another restaurant to help you help this come into life because you have these examples. So I think for me and within being and trying to really own in on this new form of science and this new approach to environmental science. Um, Cause most of my stuff is rooted in creativity and activating it rather than just like typing this long paper that only elitist and people in, in the scholastic field will read. Um, I think because of that, sometimes it, it does get a little hard um, just because it's like, there's nothing out there, but, me and the universe to tell to really reassure that I'm doing a good job um especially just like with the state of climate change and all these like things going on like I really try like as much as like I of course try to stay educated in school I really try to stay off of the news because I know the news does a really good job in embedding fear and doubts and just kind of making people shrivel up so I think the doubts are definitely a thing that I deal with just with having um this new field Um, but it's crazy because like, I will sit here and think that I'm not, you know, doing everything that I could be doing, but it's amazing because my community, I feel like almost every single time I talk to somebody, like one people who I know, they're always like, oh my God, you're doing amazing. Like nobody can even tell that you're stressed or, um, having financial troubles or, you know, it's, it's not evident. It's even more reassuring, like 
one thing that blew my mind was um, the documentary, which I would love to show you sometime. Every viewing, I've only had two viewings so far, but the feedback from that, and I think the feedback that I get from people who I've never met before, just like reaching out to me and just saying like the impact that you've had in my life and um, the impact that you have in the community. So interesting to, in those ways, like take into account, like my validation can't come from the amount of followers that I have. Again, the finances in my account or anything like that, because one, this is new and two, my reach goes, I'm realizing my reach goes so much far beyond just how many followers I have on Instagram, you know? So I think the further I go, um, the more I see, I'm starting to like really like take into that impact. And I think sometimes it kind of scares the crap out of me. Like with that, it comes with a lot of responsibility. Um, I even had people like, even when the pandemic happened, it's so weird. Like a lot of people like would base certain decisions off of like, so like Monty, like what are your, you know, what is, what is your opinions on this? Like, how do you feel? Like, can we talk to about this? Cause I'm feeling a little, and it's so, it's, it's an honor to have the trust of my community and support. And honestly, that really helps with a lot of my doubts is like the amount of reassurance. Like I'll just like get a DM where somebody's just saying like, stopping by just to let you know, like you do so much more. Like one of the events that I went to, I'm still friends with people from there to this day. So the community has really held me down in that. And I think like for me, staying, being back in school also really helps that as well um, and has really nailed a lot of my doubts in the butt because I didn't do the best when I was at LSU, but I've been kicking ass at GSU this year and I am about to graduate with a 4.0 GPA and yeah. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling really, really, really like self-assured about that because um, I'm actually able to see my work and see that, you know, for me being a student, I need some form of validation, you know, like I, it's, I saw a TikTok last night that was talking about that. We're used to like getting grades or feedback from teachers and X, Y, and Z. So with me being a student, I like to see some form of validation that I'm learning, that I'm doing that good. Um, and so, yeah, that that's really been how I've been feeling about my doubts, how I've been like channeling them and working on it. And then of course, just focusing on law of attraction and just making sure that I'm attracting like thoughts into my mind and really just like, I remember you told me like about when those negative thoughts start and that train starts going, you stop, <laughs> stop that train. Like, cause it, it'll just keep going, you know, it'll just keep going. So I think that that was, I think that's like those it's, it's, you know, it's here and there, it's a daily practice. Some days you need a nap, <laughs> you know, um, several, yeah. you know, this weekend I took a staycation um, with my partner to kind of help me reset. So you know, it's a balance. I think every, you know, it's definitely just a balance of multiple different things to just kind of like keep, keep your mind on this like stimulated place. Love it. Yeah. And you, um, you talked a, a little bit about kind of some validating moments, whether it was a DM or your mm -hmm. community showing up for you. Well, it could be your, yeah. your grades that you get. Talk to us about maybe a moment outside of one of those you just described where you were like, Yep, this is it. Because I think sometimes, like, I'm hearing there's both an external validation piece, yeah. there's an internal validation piece. There's a, like, I used to be here and I'm here and I can see yeah. that growth. But then there's, like, that emotional connection where you're like, oh, I used to be there and now I'm here. And my, my feelings have also caught up to where I am now physically. So talk to us about any moment or moments you've had where you're like, 
hell yeah, yeah, this is me. This is me. Like, I'm supposed to be doing this. I think um, one thing that has been really amazing is just, like, one thing that is, like, I think is always my go-to is since I left my, I'll still say traditional because it was still, like, a very, like, not a traditional, but it was, you know, it was a, it was a 40 hour week. I was, you know, pretty much working for somebody when you and I first started our sessions. And since then I have been in a financially free state. So it's like, no matter where that money is coming from since then, I have never had to go back to just a traditional job and just be working, like really just like working for somebody, like really for the past, it's been very validating to know for the past two years now, I have been um, staying afloat and, you know, even sometimes it's better than afloat. And of course, like there's, you know, some moments where it's like, okay, you know, but in general, like just the way how things have worked out to just like within my faith and within, I guess, like just continuing to show up. So it's just like, eh, I don't really feel like filling out the scholarship, but it's like, let me just go ahead and do it. You know, like, just just continuing to like show up and then also just to look back and just realize like how uncomfortable that I used to be. Like the uncomfort that I felt the year you and I met came from so many different things just pulling me in different ways. And um, for me to know like right here, right now that I am on the complete other end of that, like, you know, I'm in a financially free situation. I'm in a partnership that's a lot more healthy and boundaried and makes, you know, instills security within me, you know, and I'm practicing, you know, being more secure rather than insecure. Uh, what are some other things? Being back in school. Like, it's crazy because like, even like, it's interesting because the person who I was working for when you and I used to um, talk is now a client. And that's great because, you know, like, that's like even another yeah. thing just to be able to like, pop my head in and pop out, you know, it's not my brand. It, it's crazy. And I think, I think it just shows up like my, a lot of the things, like even the field that I'm in, I think like environmental science has really been very pivotal to my experience because when it clicked for me in my senior year, like, oh, this is what I'm going to be doing. Every single time I revert back to that, and I revert back to doing the things that really, truly make me happy and inspire me. And like, even though like sometimes I'll have to tell a couple of people no, or I'll have to be like, no, you're going to put some respect on my work X, Y, and Z. Every single time I do these things, even with, I'll like drive myself crazy. I'll like be like, oh my God, like literally. And then like, they just happen. And when they happen, it gives me almost like chills. Like I had a screening, um, my second screening for my documentary, somebody who reached out did an amazing job at finding me a free, beautiful venue um, to show it. And we were able to show it outside. And it was just this point when I was watching it where it was kind of like less about anybody else. And it was just like younger Imani was just like, yo, you know, you're looking at your film on a screen on the green tight under the Atlanta sky. Like the weather is perfect. Everybody is paying attention. Like people aren't like just talking like, and also the shit looks amazing. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it, it just was like really just finding more ways to just be able to just be like, you're, you're doing it. Like, you know, like, you know, stop giving yourself such a hard time throughout it and giving yourself so much shit for like, 
not being able to have maybe certain clips in the videos that I made have wanted to be and just still just like reminding myself, I still have so much space to keep going, keep doing things, fine tune things. I, you know, it doesn't stop. And just like realizing like how limitless um, this life is, if I want it to be, mm-hmm. you know, if I choose for it to be that way, just really like I, it, it's the control, like, you know, of just being able to say like, everything that I have really just been like, I want this to happen. Like it happens, like, you know, like, and it may not happen the next day, but it, it happens. And like, I'll be in the moment of being like, remember when you were crying over this? Or you remember when you were just like, mm-hmm. it was just a, a speck of an idea in your mind. And now it is living and breathing. And I'm able to just see it and just really just, again, like realize like, I just like to be in this position and like even to think how beautiful I am like these days, like to think of like me back in middle school. And I, and I always think that that's always like something that's pretty cool is because like when I was in middle school, just being my scientific braces, glasses, I didn't care about what I was wearing. I didn't care about none of that shit that everybody else was on in high school. I wasn't trying to date nobody. I was just like school and alternative music. <laughs> and, you know, and I was just like really doing me and it's insane because like back then it wasn't that cool to do so and now it's like ah you're just so authentic Mm -hmm. you know and it's just like from to be able to like you know when they're like oh if you could like go back and tell yourself you know certain things like just for me and and I don't even feel like I have to do that because I I know that my younger like my inner child is within me and just for my Mm -hmm. inner child to just be like Oh, this this is working. <laughs> this this is going pretty well for you, you know. Um, is is just really, really, really validating. Um, because I have, I've been on this track at least this specific. It no as ma- and no matter how multidimensional it is, this environmental science, like the community aspect, I've been with it for at least ten years now, and it has taken my life in so many amazing routes. Another thing was like getting the best buy opportunity. Cause I remember like, I used to even like tell you, I used to like tell myself, like, I was like, I want brands to come to me, <laughs> come to me and have me like want me to be on the forefront of certain things just because I'm a scientist and I'm black, like literally just because, and to now get paid a good amount of money to literally post twice a month. Like that is, I'm like, you know, like that is and it. And it's so cool because like when I just, I mean, I'm getting a lot more validation just like from even like the responses that I get from people um, when I'm like, oh, yeah, I do environmental science. I'm just like, what? Like, it, I think it is amazing now when I'm going about doing scholarships or filling out information about myself. I feel very, very proud and sure of just saying like, I'm an environmental scientist. And I like, I know y'all see this shit going on outside. So, you know, yes, I'm, I'm it right now, you know, so I think I think that's really nice um, that staying consistent for this long, no matter how much it's varied in different ways that it showed up, has continued to really show up for me in a lot of the best ways. I think I have a great experience. And outside of like, you know, some people may consider it luck. And in some aspects, I guess it could be. But I also know wholeheartedly I attracted these things into my life. A lot of these things that are happening now are things that I just told myself, like, this is going to happen. This is I'm going to keep doing this because this is going to happen. I'm going to figure it out. And now <laughs> maybe I just did quit my job and I'm not sure what I'm going to do for the rest of the year. But like during those times, 
just being able to like know that as long as I continue to keep doing what is authentic to me, authentic to my passions, it puts a lot more joy into my work. It puts a lot more joy into myself, um, into learning and expanding, you know, all of that has been incredibly validating just to like keep seeing things manifest like in my face. Like it's, it's, it's literally blowing my mind on a consistent basis. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> like, I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that. I'll take that. I'll take and that. people will be like, what the fuck? And I'm like, mm, little do you know, me and Mia Peer have been been working on this for a really long time, you know? Yeah. Really long time. Yeah, it's almost like people are looking and seeing the end result of like yeah. all this work that you put in. And not saying like, like you said, luck, right time, right place making space like you're talking about making space and inviting in the things that you want like you couldn't have done those things at that nine to five job you couldn't have right like you made space for things and put some faith behind it and some some feet behind your faith and you did all the things and you're seeing the results and people are like they see like one little piece they don't see like all the the whole trajectory that led you there which is just incredible to witness and also like hear you talk about too. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. One thing that's hilarious that happened this weekend, um, I posted the thing for my scholarship and I think like the next thing was like me out drinking mimosas and somebody was like, somebody said something so funny. They're just like, I just love your work life play balance. Like, like, and, and I appreciate that because like one thing, like, and I even remember that even again, a lot of like the things that I, I literally circle back to come from our sessions of just remember, like, sometimes I need to sit my ass down and rest. I am not entitled to be working all the time. That is some capitalist and patriarchal. This is, that is, and it's out of scarcity. It's not out of abundance. So it's nice that we're, I'm able to just be able to be this version of myself and just be like, yeah, I got a scholarship. I'm about to go drink a mimosa on a Friday morning. Like, you know, like, you know, like it makes me feel great. I hope you do the same thing for yourself. Like, you know, cause I'm, I'm creating the life that I want and the life that I do, I'm not with grind culture. I'm, I'm like, y'all have that. I, I don't have that. I will, I will, I will celebrate myself and I will take the time to relax. You know, even, even though people are like, oh, it just seems like you're always up. I'd be at the house, <laughs> you know, I went from, from the bedroom to the kitchen. That, that was, <laughs> but also your, I mean, and, and if you didn't, who cares, right? Like it's your life to celebrate. And I, it, it's so, it's not funny. It's interesting how people project their own stuff. Cause yes. a lot of times when I hear that, what I hear is like, oh, must be nice. Like I wish yeah. I could. And it's like, but you can, right? And I, I was actually, ta- I, I actually was talking to my therapist about it this morning. Like mm-hmm. when I get the, the those like um, seeds of survivor's guilt, you know, when people yeah. are like, oh girl, must be nice, you know? And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, like my I made certain choices. I set boundaries and I get to reap the benefits of that. And if you can't or don't want to, then you get to live the life that you're living. Yeah, so I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's like jealousy. Like, I think there's, there can be a healthy jealousy, but often it comes yeah. off as kind of hating and projecting because they're not doing the thing they want to do. Mm-hmm. And they wish that they set boundaries or celebrated or weren't, exactly. you know, hustling, grinding and doing all these exactly. things. And you're like, Oh, I, I attract these things with ease. 
Like it's ease. Mm -hmm. I'm not like working hard no, and to myself. I don't want <laughs> I to. I don't want to. Like, and I think it's it's even interesting it's now. Um, now that I'm on hormones, I've been getting a lot of that energy sometimes from people like with the gym. Um, cause like, we'll have some friends be like, yeah, Monty just goes and does three pushups and yeah, their arms like that. And like my, my partner will be like, actually, <laughs> actually Monty been in the gym for the past four years. <laughs> I've been in, you know, and thank, you know, fortunately I was telling people that like, I had a fast metabolism. So fortunately, just like with being on hormones and having, starting now to have the physique that I've always really wanted to, and I haven't even had to switch. Um, my routine. Like, you know, I'm not like in the gym 10 times a week, morning and night, but it, it is still consistency. So, you know, that was even one thing that um, we even talked about. Cause like, I'll have like little friends, like try to say little side comments about me being in the gym yeah, and stuff. And I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. Like, if you want to go to the gym, like you can go to the gym, <laughs> feel free, like go for it. You know, do, do your thing, you know, cause let me tell you, I'd be up in the morning <laughs> And, you know, and I enjoy it, you know, um, but it, it's, it's what I do for myself, you know, and I'm, I'm just like always working. Um, and that's been like something I've been working on the most, um, recently is just trying not to just like internalize other people's stuff. Like just to get, it, get it off, like literally get it off me. Like everybody, like, you know, even family sometimes, like literally it is, I cannot carry your emotions and what you got going on. And what you're trying to now put on to me because, you know, like, because you feel otherwise, you know? Um, so, yes, definitely second that for sure. Thank God for minding your business. I'm glad you're minding your business. Huh. It's peaceful. It's peaceful over there. It's peaceful, it's peaceful over, there. over there. It is nice. I'd be like, ooh, that's not my business. <laughs> not my business. It's not my business. That's a separate podcast I will be starting called The Art of Minding Your Business. I like I that. Mean, black business and also the business that pays you. Thank you. So that's that's the other one that <laughs> you have to be a guest for as well. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I'm quick these days. I'd be like, mm, not my business. Why are you talking about Not my stuff. Not my stuff. This is good. That. This is so good. Um, okay, we gotta you know we gotta get to the living ancestor question. So one, I just want to hear like initial thoughts. When you hear living ancestor, what does it make you think of? What does it mean to you? And then do you see yourself as one? And I uh, this is not like a vanity question or like yeah. I'm a living ancestor, but as you think about the work that you're up to in the world, the impact yeah. that you're having on people. Um, and there's so much more to come for you. What is, how, how does living ancestry fit into what you see as your legacy moving forward? Wow. That's a great one. Um, I think one thing, again, just back to, um, some of the feedback that I've been getting and even like my family, um, me, I'm a first generation grad. Um, and now, you know, within being able to get my master's and stuff like that, like, it's so interesting the way how the old people in your family will talk to you when you go to school <laughs> and just, they get, you know, just so proud. But even something else that was amazing is, um, I think I was like, I said some like official post about being trans on my Instagram and my aunt in who is older contacted my mother or yeah like something like that and was like I want you to let money know that we got their back 100% support like there's nothing to worry about and I even called her on the phone and just like just talked to her and just 
Um, her and her husband specifically, um, and my uncle George, who recently just passed this summer, like, and really all my aunts and uncles who really weren't given um, the opportunities that I feel like we have with being this young and having this access to information and this access to be whoever and do whatever and it be in a safer context. Because yes, you could be whatever you wanted back then, but to be able to really just stand in it and just be in my family space, like with a mustache, <laughs> like, is literally just like, I mean, honestly, it's incredible. And it makes me feel very emotional sometimes. And like how sometimes like, again, like how I won't even think that I'm on it. And like, people are just like, thank you so much. You know, thank you so much for the work that you do and X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, it really amazes me to be in those aspects. Like now that you're saying living ancestor, I would like relate it to that. It's a, it's incredible. And like, I appreciate how humble I've been able to be about it. Cause like, I was like, I never wanted to be on social media and be like, yeah, <laughs> I'm saving the world. Okay, I'm not that person. on it, like, but you know, like, I feel like there's like literally angels that will just like play certain messages, like you know, that's just like you're 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 on it, you're doing your thing. When my uncle passed, his son, who was super cool, and he's just he's on one, like he's just like very out there. So he was telling me things about my dad's mother that I've never heard before. And to hear how she was as a woman and the things that she did to place her family in a position, um, because they were in Indiana. And it's crazy because back then you can't, he was telling me, it was like, you don't have like Zillow or Google Maps or X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. to be like, I'm going to move my whole family, my six kids across the country to, I can't remember if it was Arizona first and um, they ended up in L.A., but she okay. sent, like, she sent my, one of my um, father's brothers and her time, her and my father's dad out there, go out there and see what's going on. And then let me know. And they were like, yeah, we went out there. The opportunity really wasn't it. So she's like, well, stay out there, figure it out. And, mm-hmm. you know, they ended up in LA and she just knew that she wanted something different for her family. And she was determined and she was like, y'all gonna make it. <laughs> She's this strong, oh Sagittarius, yeah. badass woman. And they were just like, they were honestly like, he was like, just telling me, and he was like, and it's so funny because like at the time he was saying all these things. My brother was out there too. And my brother was like, she sounded like me. And both of us kind of like, hmm. And then like later on in the conversation, he was like, Monty, she was really a lot like you. Like, you know, like she was like, she would have been really proud of like, who, you know, who you are and what you do, because this is what she wanted. She wanted y'all to be able to do whatever you want, have these opportunities. She wanted to create that platform for, she was like, she thought, she said, she, they said that my grandmother thought her whole family was superstars. Like, honestly, was just like, really just embedded that in their minds. And I can feel that in different ways in myself that I'm able to speak up for others, speak up for myself, ask questions in class. Like, I've always just been able to just be present. I think, you know, hearing that, which was just a couple of months ago, has been really incredible just to know that, like, you know, that the the Max Berry and a lot of my dad's brothers and sisters, my dad is actually the only one who has a Max Berry last name. So, like, mm-hmm. with that being such a specific last name and, yeah, like, I think it's just really cool just to, to really think about the ways that I'm happy that me, myself, is able to be my queer, scientific, radical, y'all aren't boundaried self in my family space. 
Because it's like outside of all of the, yes, I love my people. They got some work to do and they're going to do it for me. Like, you know, like I also like with that ancestry will be shaking up everything possible, you know, to heal these generational curses, you know, within all the amazing stuff that my family has been able to do, just like as we were talking when we were catching up in the beginning, there is a lot of work to be done. And I've been doing a lot of work to even let their shit not affect where I'm going to be, who I'm choosing to be, the things that I am not going to hold to myself just because it might have been something that my parents are prone to do, you know, um, and just like trying to show up better so that when I am continuing, you know, my family's legacy or I, you know, have kids because I definitely want kids, you know, I, um, however, however it comes, like, you know, I definitely want some kids. I won't be birthing them, but someone I just will, someone will, someone will, you know, like I just, I just really am so honored to be able to honestly, to even just be a trans person in my family space. Cause it's like, when y'all go out into the world, don't embarrass me. (laughs) You know, when y'all go out into the world, I just, I just know I'm exposing them and my parents are older as well. So I'm, I'm happy to be able to expose my family to this. So it's not just this big, scary, abstract thing. It's not this negative process. I'm happy to expose it to my nieces and nephews who will, regardless of their parents are talking about, be able to grow up and understand that gender expression is a thing. Like my niece, I have a niece, my brother's, she's, um, my brother's wife has um, had a daughter prior to them. And so she's older. She's like 18 or 19. So we are, we're, you know, and like, I remember one of the last times I went over there, she asked me, she was like, um, my, my partner was there too. And she was like, to like talk to you guys about something and we're like what's up and she was like what's the difference between non-binary and gender fluid and like being able to just have her be comfortable to tell me that and have her be comfortable to answer those questions and explore this rather than just you know and, it, and as i'm answering it it's not oh they just doing too much or not down she literally she sat there and listened and was respectful. She's the only one who is really on it with the pronouns in the household. And it's just like, if y'all aren't going to get it, I know these children hear me. (laughs) I know these kids hear me. And, and the, and I don't, I don't care if y'all feel like I'm on your neck. Cause my, that's how my parents are right now. They're kind of scared of me and my partner. They're just like, they're like, (laughs) like, cause, cause I, I am not going to let up. I will not be you guys' crush, you know? And that's, that's how I'm showing up as a current ancestor, as a future ancestor, they're going to know, like, you know, they're going to know, and there will be future Max Berries, you know, or whatever their last names will be. Um, even, even, even outside of my bloodline, my community who is also my family that I am honored to be able to just offer something new and offer something different, but also still just be this warm hearted understanding, like, cause I even feel like a lot of times, um, with people in my position, they're, first thing is cancel culture. And I feel very different about that. Uh, I do feel like some people like, honestly do need, you know, go to jail, put them away, all of that. But also like, there are a lot of people out here who do just, who, who are uneducated. And if they're willing to have conversations and I am willing within my energy, when I feel like it to be able to, you know, educate, if I want, you know, if I want to, be that, you know, to, to now, you know, expose them to that. So now they're going out into the world with better understanding and better respect and understanding for people 
you know, like somebody even came up to me last week and was like, is it rude for me to ask somebody what their pronouns are when I meet them? I was like, no, that is literally lit. I love when it literally makes me so happy when people do that. So, so yeah, we, we're shaking shit up over here. And I, I am just, that, that's, I, my teacher told me I am definitely on the doing the good trouble route. And I love that. I was like, that's pretty much like, I think that'll just be my ancestor term. Like they're up to a lot of good, good trouble. trouble. Good trouble. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's get into that. I want to, I want a tiny pause. Cause this, this is an ab- this is an abolition uh, space. So we're going to talk about the jail thing that I, I get where you're coming from. We're going to talk about jail okay. because jails don't help anybody. Right. No, they, they no, don't they, help anybody. Okay. No, they don't. So, Therapy in it, like different forms of that. Different. Yeah. We, we can, we can get rid of jails yes. and there are other. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Accountable, accountable and therapeutic. Okay. For sure. There we go. Sure. Abolition. We're in a, we're an abolition household here. Yes. Let's um, do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, okay. So this this is this is great. I love how you're describing your work, how you like I even see you as like a beacon, like mm-hmm. like I literally see you as a beacon for your family, for your community, for the people in the past that couldn't be who they wanted to be. Yeah. And then moving forward for the kids who are talking to you, for pe- people who will find you being a beacon. Walk me through the scene. This is like my favorite question. Walk me through the scene where someone discovers you, your work, your events, some archive of your documentary, Instagram feed, just you being you in like a hundred years. So we're in the year wow. 2121. Yeah, 2121. Maybe tw- 25, 21, whatever it is. 100, yeah, 500 years. They yeah. get the time capsule or like the, the archive of the internet and they're like, Ooh, this is Imani, mm-hmm. trans black community environmental scientist, and looking at their body of work. Walk me through that, and and what do they see? What do they discover? Oh my goodness, they're gonna be like, what the hell is going? It's gonna be like a, a file cabinet of like my different categories. <laughs> okay, we're going into, of course, climate activists. I want eight. I was gonna. I'm gonna have a pop in HGTV like HGTV show where I am renovating and making houses green because I love that. Um, I think that would be so lit with some like black and queer people and just also with an environmental focus. Possible president um, came in, disrupted, okay. disrupted a bunch of things. People are very pissed off, but very grateful later. <laughs> Parent, family member. I want like. Um, what is it? Parent of three kids, I think, and adopted one because that is nice and it's environmentally friendly because population control is. I've heard about these things. Yeah, it's ethical, more ethical, right? Oh, it's like, goodness. yeah. Yeah. I used to want like five kids and then I read this article recently. I was like, okay, we <laughs> can't do the outputs, the outputs. <laughs> the outputs. The outputs. We cannot things need to slow do, it do down. not do not look at my trash because I have like disposable diapers and like like don't even don't even I don't look. even think I don't even know if I'm gonna be down to washing my baby's poo off of a reusable Cloth diaper. Diapers are they I, take work. I mean, you have to wa- you have to use wa- you have to wash you have to use it washing like it's you're it's, using different yeah yeah. Yes. So biodegradable diapers need to come on on <laughs> you know. Um, this but, is why we need you. Um, this is why we need you. Yes, um, author. I'll definitely have some books, several films. So I think like definitely a lot of the things in the in the arts. Um, like if I could get uh, Netflix. Netflix form of like really cool um, 
one of my friends, we are, we're working on this thing um, called the Birds and the Bees, which we think would be like this really cool, like modern, but like kind of like sexy version of like learning environmental science. It's not just like, I'm just like disrupting how environmental science is. Like, um, I, I think I'm going to be known for being global, um, being able to be in multiple communities and um, being able to change the lives and circumstance for multiple communities, being able to advise not only businesses, but hopefully governments as well and boards and councils to really make some legitimate changes and definitely going to have several conversations with Elon Musk to see how we can we can get him better more so on our page but he's he's on to some great things it's just like if we could just you could just just like remove some <laughs> we could just remove some of this and have you focus on the earth and not putting spaceships in the sky and things like that but I want to be I will be a liaison and I will be a bridge between science and a community and known as one person who's really changed how environmental science um, has been approached. And I will um, also have environmental science required in every single school curriculum, you know, at least throughout America. Like, you know, I don't think anybody should be in fucking all these other gym class or whatever that, you know, gym is fine because kids do need to get active. But (laughs) environmental science is so important. I think it's more important than mitochondria and all these types of things. And that's one thing I've already wrote an entire policy paper on. Environmental education will be required in school curriculum in a hundred years for sure. Hopefully, you know, hopefully in my lifetime, I'm, you know, I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna get that done. Good. Yeah. You heard it here first. You heard it here <laughs> first. Thank you for honoring us with your vision. And I, I also feel feel honored. I'm like to hear where you are headed and what you will be doing and the seeds you will be planted. I'm like, you heard it here first. I'm going to take another one at that podcast from Imani Maxberry. Thank you, Imani. Of course, of course, as well as I also gardens and farms in a lot of these schools as well. That's very important. Very, very, very important. I want everybody gardening. Need it. Gardens in the yard, gardens in the backyard. (laughs) Need it, need it. No more grass. Like, come on. And we need the skills to tend to those gardens. Skills, let's get it done, okay? When I think about birds and the bees, and Mm -hmm. I'm just like, there's there's lots of gardens we need to tend to. Mm -hmm. Um, I can just see y'all doing that and it being amazing. So, yeah. Thank you for honoring us with your vision. Okay, bring us home. You know, this is the Take Nothing When I Die podcast. Okay. Take Nothing When I Die came out of lots of different sources. One of them was this quote by Les Brown, um, who's a, oh, a life coach. <laughs> yeah, life coach. So he was like, so high. <laughs> yeah, he said that the graveyard is the richest place on the planet. People take their dreams and cures and songs and all this stuff. They take it with them to the grave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the graveyard is the richest place on the planet. So for mm-hmm. you, Imani, what is the most expensive piece of wisdom, advice, thing that you don't want to take with you to the grave to make it a richer place? My most expensive thing that I do not want to take to the grave is that if you literally commit yourself to your mental state and to your happiness, you can make anything and anything happen. Like dreams are actually attainable as much as 
so many things in your life will literally try to humble you and tell you that this is not possible or your dreams are too big. Sometimes don't talk to people. <laughs> you know, sometimes do not talk to people about your visions and about your dreams until they're done. You know, sometimes it's, it, it is only going to be you who will see those things, but do not give up on that and do not give up on yourself because they're in your mind for a reason. And all the things that I that I'm currently witnessing are things that literally, you know, used to be mine and everything that we literally witness on a daily basis, like highways and like somebody literally thought of that electricity, how we're able, I'm able to talk to you in Dallas and I'm in Atlanta is because somebody literally put in their mind that they're going to make this happen. So you can make anything happen. All your dreams can be accomplished. Run this shit out run, use all the tape, <laughs> do, you know, use out your life as much as possible, but in a, you know, very boundaried and relaxed way, you know, I mean, even within that, like, you do not have to grind culture, you do not have to do that, you do not have to um, die for work, you don't have to die for your, your things and enjoy those things now while you're doing it and try not to give yourself so much shit while you're on the way to it because it's going to happen anyway, as long as it's in your mind and it's something that you are really passionate and dedicated to. And those are the things that you are putting into your mind on a daily basis. Even if you need to write it every morning, it is attainable. Be nice to yourself in the process. And, and I can't wait to see, you know, what everybody else accomplishes because I know they can do it. I know, I know everybody can do it. I've seen people accomplish amazing things. I've seen myself accomplish amazing things that I couldn't even imagine. Don't be a rock, be a clay, and just just let your let let life kind of bend you here and a little there, but you can't stay too still because you're just gonna break. So yeah, go with the flow, believe in yourself, um, because it, it is so possible. We are on a floating rock in the middle of the universe. Like, <laughs> anything is possible. Okay, anything is possible. And if you take yourself seriously, remember the floating rock. Okay, Rem remember that. Okay, because in that aspect. They, who cares? Who cares about a president? You know, who cares, who cares about taxes? Like, don't tax evasion isn't cool. But anything, literally, any any anything is possible. Like, it's literally possible. Um, and so go after it and be brave. And and if you don't need to talk to people because it's gonna psych you out, don't talk to them. Just Ooh. keep keep showing up for yourself. As long as you keep going, showing up for yourself, it's inevitable. That was a multifaceted gym advice. And we thank you, Imani, for sharing with us and giving us the motivation. The really cool thing about the podcast is like people listen to it on repeat because they're like, this person had a message that I need to hear. I feel like that soundbite alone is something that people can like wake up in the morning to. Wow. It's motivational. It's grounded. It's rooted. It's and it also is, is sincere. And that's one thing that I, I appreciate about you most. And I'll talk about this in, in the show notes and all the things is that like I experience you as being authentically you, which, again, takes many different forms. And it's not just defined by one thing. Like you're yeah. not the spokesperson for trans folks. You're not the spokesperson for science mm -hmm. like you. You are you are who you are. And it flows into these different ways that it shows up as identity. And so when I hear you talk about um, that last piece and all all the all this advice that you're giving us, I hear how you're moving through the world. And it's just so good. It's just so good to see and hear. And I'm Thank so appreciative you so of you coming much. and sharing with us. Thank you. I, I honestly hear it. Uh, I, I honestly appreciate it. Um, 
so much. And it's amazing to hear from you because I, I have so much respect and adoration for you um, in your impact in my life. So validation from you means a lot more than validation from a lot of other people. Um, so, um, yeah, I really, I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and, and the different things that, um, you and Max have put into my life to put me in the position that I am in now, even one of them, um, quick shout out to Rejoice. Rejoice told me one of my favorite lines that I will never forget with the rest of my life. Um, we were at your event, um, when you were launching the launch that we did together at Constellations and, um, Rejoice walked up to me and she said, if more kids could see that a scientist could look like you, more kids would want to be scientists. And I just, I never forget that. I literally, I never forget that. It's it's one of the most touching things. And, you know, because you and I were in alignment, because Max and I are in alignment, because I was in alignment with Zaire, I just love the way that things have happened um, in that you guys just impacted my life. Thank you so, so, so sincerely for helping me get to the place that I'm in right now. Cause you, you, you really, you really awaken that out of people. I can't wait for more people to have access to you because it's so needed and you are, you are so life-changing, honestly. And your energy is literally amazing. I remember the first time we met, I was crying in the middle of Ponzi. <laughs> like our I remember that. I remember, our, I remember you asked me, you said, um, you said something on the lines of like, how do you think you would feel if the love that you put into others, you put into yourself and that broke, it fucked me up. <laughs> it, it fucked me up, but I, things are never the same after that. Um, mm-hmm. So just thank you so much. Um, Cause I'm so happy to be where I am and, you know, to also still just also have you in my life also as a friend, you and Max, it means a lot to me. Um, so yeah, thank you as well. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Imani. Let folks know where they can find you. Where, where do you play on the internet? If they want access to you, yeah. uh, what should they do? Um, you can find me on Instagram at dr.maxberry. Um, I'm on there more than any other social media. I also have a website, www.fortberryalternatives.com. And if you would like to look into um, the environmental series that I've been working on as of recently, The Alternative Generation also has a website, thealternativegeneration.com, but you can also get to that off of the Fort Berry Alternatives website. And all of those links are in my link tree on my Instagram, again, at dr.maxberry. And if someone wants to screen your documentary, what should they do? Should they go to Alternative? Um, email me. Um, email. My email is imani at fbalternatives.com. All my websites also have links to my emails as well. Um, a screening would be amazing. I honestly like wanted to hold myself to almost like do one every month, but like school is yeah. school. So yeah, if somebody wants to do it and help me out, relieve some of that pressure off of me, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, it's a, it's honestly, it's crazy for me to even like try to be humble and say, like, I do think that the documentary is amazing though. I honestly. It's probably dope. I'm sure that it is. I don't have any doubt. My videographer, he really, he really executed. He really executed. And it was a good friend of mine from LSU. Um, So he was able to come down and film it. We filmed it four days. Like, and it just, um, yeah. So I I can't wait for more people to see that. So do hit me up if you want to figure out, um, even if we could even figure out other people wants to figure out virtual screenings, I haven't done that yet either. 
So I am open. I'm down. I love all the arts, multidimensional stuff. So let's get into it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Imani. Uh, I'll make sure that all makes into the show notes and make sure people can connect with you. Okay. And we'll have to, ha I don't know what season three is going to look like. I don't know what the next year of Take That's One Die is going to look like, but you'll be invited to be a part of it in whatever form it's in. So folks will be able to hear from you more, I'm sure. Amazing. That sounds great. All right. Thanks so much. Right. Thank you. So nice talking to you. Okay, deep breath. Another one. And one more. In the spirit of honoring Imani's wisdom, I want you to sit with where in your life have you given up something important? Maybe you let it lapse or quit when other folks didn't recognize it put it down when it got too difficult to maintain if it's important and it's come to your mind and it's still on your heart that is some information for you and the question is how can you re-engage in that thing how can you muster the strength and courage to step into it again to put it out there, even if you're unsure of the outcome or how people will receive it. With this Take Nothing When I Die reflection, I would love for you and I challenge you to dive deep and be honest with yourself and open to what may unfold as a result. All right. So if you like the show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. When you subscribe on your platform of choice, as soon as an episode uploads, it will be downloaded to your device. So make sure you like, favorite, subscribe. And if you have a few minutes, please leave a review. Apple Podcasts makes it really easy to do so. You can also find us on social media. We are on Twitter at TNWID and also on Instagram at Take Nothing When I Die, all spelled out. If you want to build community with us in a different way, check out patreon.com slash TNWID. Over on Patreon, we've got videos of the podcast if you like visuals, more tidbits and takeaways from me. And even better, a community of living ancestors. These folks are loyal fans and supporters of the podcast. They are able to ask questions of me. And there's some exclusive content that you will literally not see anywhere else on the internet from me. So head on over to Patreon to join that community. If you are feeling generous, and if you got it like that, and you want to give some coin, you can always do so through a one-time donation, which supports the production of this podcast, as well as my coaching and consulting work. You can find me on PayPal at paypal.com slash Stephanie Ghostin, just my name. On Venmo, it's Stephanie-Ghostin, and you'll see a picture of me. And on Cash App, it's the dollar sign. S-L-G-H-O-S-T-O, S-L-Gosto. Also, don't forget to check out 
the show notes page. StephanieGhostin.com slash TNWID is where I house all of the episodes as well as the show notes. It's there. You'll find all the links that I've mentioned, both to social media, to the Patreon page, to the donation links, as well as more information about our guests and all the resources mentioned during the show. So if you missed something or you're like, what was the spelling of that one thing that so-and-so named, or you just want to see some great artwork, memes, and doodles, go on over to my site, stephanieghostin.com slash TNWID. This is my time, y'all. I have to sign off. Again, this, this is your host, Stephanie Ghost and Paul. I'm bringing you the Take Nothing When I Die podcast, and I'm leaving you with your reminder that you are a living ancestor. Take care and hope to talk soon.